Let us pray. He has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my weaknesses, that the power of Christ may rest on me. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 Dear Lord, I know your power rests on me in my weakness. When I feel like I can't continue, you remind me of your strength. When I reach my limit, I realize it was never about my strength, and I cling to yours instead. Thank you for your permanent presence within me, enabling me to confront each day's struggles head-on. Your grace is more than just forgiveness and a journey to heaven someday. Your grace is empowering and inspiring. Thank you for being all I need, even when things feel overwhelming. You are my strength today and all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Now discover the profound intricacies of Scripture through Pray.com's podcast, The Heartbeat of Faith with Dr. Andrew Farley. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Consider Jacob in the Old Testament. What made his prayer so powerful was the desperation. This man played games his whole life, but when danger knocked at his door, he knew his only option was to cling to God and to be blessed by Him. Jacob's eyes closed tightly, and he flexed his arms firmly to the legs of this man and said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What links would you go to in order to receive God's blessing? Fortunately, you don't have to wrestle with God and convince Him to bless you. As we'll see, He already has. Hi, I'm Dr. Andrew Farley, and welcome to another episode of the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. We've spent the last couple of months surveying biblical stories, searching for themes that enrich our lives and help us grow deeper in our understanding of God's love and grace. I believe the next eight episodes will be foundational as we dive deeper into prayer. Prayer is our communication with God, the privilege we have through His Spirit to open up and tell Him everything that's on our minds. Today, we'll look at a powerful prayer that shaped the entire nation of Israel. This prayer was born out of desperation, as many of our prayers tend to be. Jacob spent most of his life lying to get blessings. In fact, He tricked his father and brother into giving him an inheritance that didn't even belong to him. 
Rebekah told Jacob what Isaac was planning on doing, and together they devised a plan to steal away Esau's blessing. Jacob killed a goat and made his father a delicious stew. Rebekah then dressed Jacob in Esau's clothes. Since Esau was a hairy man, Jacob covered himself in goat fur. With Esau's clothes, fur, and stew, Jacob entered into his father's tent, determined to come out with a blessing. Slowly entering into the tent, Jacob lowered his voice and spoke, Here I am, father. Isaac, blind, looked towards Jacob and said, Who is here? It is Esau, your firstborn. I have done what you asked. Please, get up and eat so that you may bless me. Jacob also tricked his father-in-law into giving him more resources. But all of that deceit caught up to him when his brother was at his doorstep with 400 soldiers. On the eve of facing his brother Esau, Jacob retreated to a high place to pray. Jacob prepared for the worst. He divided his camp into two parties and sent them on opposite ends of one another. If Esau came to destroy one of the camps, the other would be spared. Jacob trembled before God. Fear was overcoming him, and he looked to heaven and said, God of my fathers Abraham and Isaac, you have told me to return. You desired for me to be here so that you might bless me. I am not worthy of your kindness or your provision. Jacob, for perhaps the first time in his life, felt the full weight of God's love for him. You have shown me steadfast love and faithfulness. I began with nothing to my name except a staff, and now I have two camps that rely on me. Tears hit Jacob's trembling hands. Please... Deliver me from the revenge of my brother. I fear him, and I fear for all the people here under my care. But you promised to bless me and to expand my offspring. I will trust you. Jacob lingered there for the night. He sent out droves of gifts of cattle, goats, and other livestock before him to gain favor with Esau. Yet there was no predicting how Esau would receive his gifts, for he pursued Jacob with four hundred men behind him. At that moment, an angel of the Lord appeared and began a cosmic wrestling match between God and man. It was an interesting reply to Jacob's prayer, but it was a response that would prove to be transformative. That same night, Jacob arose with his wives and eleven children and sent them across the stream of Jabbok. He sent them away to be safe with everything else he had in his possession. Jacob was left alone, until a man sprang up from behind him. Struggling in the mud and gravel, Jacob wrestled with this man in the dead of night. Sweat and blood dripping from his body, Jacob fought for his life under the weight of this unknown stranger. The night drew on, and the sun was beginning to rear its head between the hills. Jacob, while endeavoring with this man, became increasingly more aware of his divine nature. His wrestling match was not an assault, but an invitation. This is God's camp, echoed in his memory. Jacob, the once timid tent dweller, found himself grappling on the ground. 
with God himself. Dawn peeked through the trees. The man saw that he would not prevail against Jacob. He touched his hip socket and jammed his hip out of its joint. Jacob screamed and released his legs from around the man. Yet he clung to him with his arms, refusing to let go. Let me go, for the day is broken, the man said. No more games or lies. Jacob realized how helpless he was. Sometimes God lets us reach the end of our own strength to help us understand what's most important in life. Fleshly strength needs to fail, so we can rely solely on the power of Christ within us. Paul said in 2 Corinthians that God's power is made perfect in our weakness. Similarly, Jacob had to realize who the source of his strength really was. Jacob, who had spent his entire life making his own luck, was face to face with the end of himself. He had deceived his brother into selling his birthright, he had tricked his father into blessing him, and he had swindled Laban into making him richer. Yet now Jacob was faced with God himself and had no means to trick his way into victory. Jacob's eyes closed tightly, and he flexed his arms firmly to the legs of this man and said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. A slight smile came across the man's face. What is your name? he asked. Jacob, he shouted in pain. You shall no longer be called Jacob, he said, but Israel, for you have wrestled with God and with men and prevailed. What makes this prayer so powerful is the desperation. This man played games his whole life, but when danger knocked at his door, he knew his only option was to cling to God and not let go. We, akin to Jacob, find ourselves enmeshed in a dynamic yet sacred interaction with God. But unlike Jacob, we've been graced by the indwelling Christ guaranteeing us a boundless supply of strength and assurance even in our deepest adversities. Navigating through the labyrinth of our trials, it becomes evident that our weaknesses are not a cause for despair, but rather a gateway through which God's unparalleled power is manifested most vividly. Just as the Apostle Paul declares that God's power is perfected in our weakness, we are tenderly reminded that the treasure of God's presence resides in our earthen vessels, promising that in every tear shed, in every moment of agony, there's the unspoken, invincible strength of Christ emerging from within us. Our spiritual union with Christ means we're shielded, guided, and perpetually connected to the source of life itself. We experience something today that even the disciples didn't experience until they received power from on high at Pentecost. Until then, they were afraid of everything that came their way. Remember Peter as an example when he thought the sea would consume him. Peter felt the support of his feet give way as he dropped into the black abyss. 
He gasped for air, but was then buried underneath a wave. Peter was terrified. He went from complete awe to utter panic. As the waves crashed over his head, Peter cried out to Jesus. In his hysteria, he was able to speak one of the most powerful prayers ever spoken. A prayer that would echo in eternity. A prayer so simple, yet so filled with meaning that if anyone spoke it, they would be forever embraced by the loving arms of the Father. As Peter was surrounded by waves and gasping for air, he looked up and shouted, Jesus, save me! Peter was hit by another wave and felt himself sinking deeper into the dark belly of the sea. His mind began to fog and his strength failed. Then, two arms reached down and grabbed Peter from the depths. He emerged out of the water in the arms of Jesus. My encouragement for you today is that your tears are not aimlessly spilled. They're precious, a testimony to your new heart's resilience. The struggles of life are fertile ground where our trust in God's irrevocable love is deeply rooted. Difficulties bring forth an enduring faith, birthed from every ache, every pain, and every prayer uttered from the depths of our despair. Our sufferings are not unnoticed, our battles not unaided, for the invincible power of the indwelling Christ is our eternal strength, illuminating our path even in the darkest valleys of life. And unlike Jacob, we don't need to wrestle or plead with God to bless us, because He already has. We've been blessed with every spiritual blessing already. Where? In Christ Jesus, of course. And that is where we permanently reside, in Him. Everything we need is there, in Him. And we are too. We're there, in Him. So let your prayer be one of thanksgiving. Thank you, Father, for blessing me in every way through Jesus. I am forever grateful. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode or learned something new about the Bible, share it with a friend or family member. Download the Pray.com app, and for more encouragement in God's grace, visit andrewfarley.org. That's andrewfarley.org. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.